0: Welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer, the host of the program. Diane Xavier is uh, executing the board flawlessly today. And this is a program where we talk about a whole variety of topics. Uh, no, no two interviews are the same. And I'm excited about this one because this is a story, uh, a testimony about somebody that uh, came into our life here at the radio station recently. He came in and uh, we were all just like, wow, we got to get to know this guy because he's got so much energy and so much excitement for life and his faith. And uh, we immediately said, we got to do an interview with you. And, <laughs> and so his name is Mark Lowe and he is a parishioner at St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas where I grew up. And uh, he has a, a fascinating story, which I only know little bits of. So I'm going to Kind of learn about it as we go along. So, Mark, thanks for being here. Good to see you. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, and you're a radio guy. You like, you're you're a musician, a singer, you like radio, so you're kind of in your element here, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, very good. So, let's uh, go back uh, to the beginning. <laughs> now, uh, tell us about the early years of your life. From what I understand, you're brought up in a pretty good Catholic family. You ta- mm-hmm. who, who, who took the faith seriously, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so tell us about that. I... Uh... I'm a child of the 70s, was born in the mid 60s. Yeah. My mom, they her on her side they were pretty staunch Catholics. She was raised Catholic, she went to Catholic school in fact, and married a military man. My dad was in the Air Force. And consequently, we we were raised Catholic, but we moved around a lot. Yeah. So we never had a church we went to. We went to the military church. And literally, they had a, a cross that they would flip around. It was a crucifix on one side <laughs> for Catholic, and the other was okay. All other take the corpus Christian off. denominations, yeah, right?
0: Interesting. It actually they would
1: rotate it. Uh huh. Okay. And I uh, we I was raised in the Catholic faith. Yeah. And I did my first communion and my confirmation and did all that stuff. But I was a brainy kid. I liked. Uh, I was a smart kid. Yeah. I. I was one of those kids that didn't ever really have to study to get yeah. through high school. Yeah, naturally gifted. Right. Yeah. And I started questioning things. I I remember being a little put off when he said, oh, well, you're not supposed to question it. You're supposed to have faith and just believe yeah. it. And like any kid, it was a thinker and a noticer of things. I yeah. thought after a while, I reached a point where, you know, this, I haven't seen any amazing things. Nobody showed me a miracle that happened in front of me. I yeah. didn't hear anybody talking to me probably a good thing actually right (laughs) (laughs) but somewhere around the age of 12 i decided this stuff isn't real this is all
0: yeah bogus you were you
1: were you were like i'm checking out yeah yeah Yeah. and i didn't say anything to my parents about it i just kind of went along with the motions for the next several years till i got out of college or till i went to college and then kind of was, you know, you know how that goes, yeah, right? Yeah, you hit right. college and poof, that's free reign time.
0: Yeah, so time of, uh, you know, kind of license and uh, you're probably not living the, the lifestyle that you probably should have as a Christian. I mean, it's, it's a pretty common story, right? Well, I was so, in the Corps of Cadets at A&M, so. <laughs> okay, all right, there you go. Say no more, right? Okay, right. D- Diane's cheering because she's uh, she, Diane's actually doing a whoop right now, okay? Uh, so A&M, all right, so you, you, you get out of college and, I mean, your are young adult life. Mm-hmm. In your twenties and and thirties, because I know something's going to happen in twenty twelve, but from that time, college until you know twenty twelve or so, just so no, that, no faith or or no no practice of any kind of organized
1: religion or what? Not really. I uh, I was a, got my engineering degree at A and was on a six year plan, you know, like so many of us were. Yeah, <laughs> and immediately as soon as I got out of college, I got a job as a software developer. Yeah, that was my true love was computers. Okay, even though I did electronics and stuff like that at A and was a programmer. I taught myself to program as a little kid. That's how much of a geek yeah, I was. Yeah, and it's like science. Yeah, so I uh, ju- I moved from College Station up to Dallas in 1991, and took a job with a long distance company. Developing software for them, yeah and didn't uh didn't have any faith life at all during that period. I just kind of went home and went to work and came home and went to work mm. and just got into this routine. Did you find it empty? yeah I mean I don't know what I was expecting from life at the time, but I was yeah. just kind of living it yeah but i didn't really there wasn't anything that, you know, really right, lit right. me up other than that.
0: Yeah. So so um and not going to any kind of religion, were you anti-religion? Yes. If somebody had said, oh, absolutely. you know,
1: uh, what do you think of Jesus? What would you have said during that period? I uh I probably would have made fun of them and so you mocked religion. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You thought it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. Because it wasn't
0: scientific, because nobody it, it was scientific in your mind. Yeah, you it's... needed you needed rational proof of uh of something. You need God right. to come down and hit you over the head See, with the a 2 white by See the white light, as they say, yeah, right. or the,
1: the burning bush that talks to me or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Okay. That, I think that's probably a lot of people's experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, and also you you were big into music. Yes. I mean, like a choir and all that as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You were in, you had, you're, you're gifted, six that,
1: years, gifted in that regard. Six years of choir, I like to say. I okay. two years of junior high and four years. And I would like to throw out the name of Mrs. Mary Ann Bubba Bartels. <laughs> she was uh she was our beloved choir teacher. Sadly, yeah. she's come to I believe breast cancer several years ago, but Okay. Uh an amazing. This is when we were up in Oscoda, Michigan. So Michigan is like Well, the, you've been all over the, the place. You? Yeah, and we were way up there and that's where I went to high school. Okay, I managed to get through three and a half years of high school without us moving. So I graduated from right, Oscoda
0: right. Area High School. It so was a lot of kind of, it. Kind of insta- unstable. It was kind of a lot of moving around. Yes, so every couple of years. Let's. Uh, I'm really fascinated uh, with the story. So bring us to you know 2011, 2012. Well, what were the stages and steps? Cause here you are now, 2021, you're fired up, you're active in the parish, you're singing, you're, you got so much joy about you. Something happened
1: about 10 yes. years ago. So what, what, what was the, what was the catalyst? What first happened? Well, I, back in 1995, I got married. Mm-hmm. And I was married for seven years. It's really always unusual that that seven year number seems to come up. And 9 11 happened. Yeah, and I went into a huge depression around that time, okay. Because I thought, okay, this is the end of the world. We're going to be taken over, or something really bad is going to happen. And what's the point? And the uh, I was very, very depressed during that time. So, Two thousand
0: one, uh, right? About yeah, that time, yeah. And so
1: much so, I mean, all I did was watch the news every single day. I l- listened to the news update.
0: Yeah, that, every get hour. Get you depressed right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: And hoping. And I'm sure you remember during that time that we were all watching the little crawl on the bottom of the screen yeah. all day long, wondering is there going to be another little piece of news? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they could stretch five minutes worth of news into a 24-hour right. news cycle. We're every still day. that way. Yeah. Always, what's going to happen next? Yeah. So during that time, I. I was uh, probably not thinking extremely straight. I was just miserable and depressed, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue to live, to be honest with you. Mm. And I went through the process of divorcing my wife. I went and got the book, How to Do Your Own Divorce in the State of Texas, and and I just told her, and she was kind of devastated, but – there, there was no relig- religiosity in our relationship yeah. either. We were we were both equal opportunity Christian haters, to be honest with you. <laughs> We'd make fun of them yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So she didn't like it either. Okay. Right. So I just kind of did. That. I just executed this thing and got it. Because to be honest with you, I was I probably did not plan on living much yeah. longer after okay. that. So you were suicidal. The, yeah. Yeah. So I c- cleaned up all these loose ends. And attempted to, I, I guess I call it the engineered crash dive. I attempted to make my life so bad that I would really be willing to do it. Yeah. And here's what I will say about that. The most amazing thing. The only, whenever in my life I was low enough to really, really think about that. And I was yeah. going to go do it. I'd be sitting there and the heart would be going, you know, and it's just like, the thing that that always came to me then was, What if all that stuff mom taught us from the time we were little kids is true? Yeah. Like, what if the second you do whatever it is you're going to do, and then bam, and you're burning in hell? Yeah, yeah. And just that— A holy fear. Yeah. Yeah. That benefit of the doubt was sufficient to ever keep me from doing that. Yeah. My entire life. there has been a a few times, you know, that things got low enough that I actually considered it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, God bless that early education you yes. It Kept
1: you alive, didn't it? I gotta say, the uh, when I saw my nephew going through what we did, and we were little babies. This yeah. was during my non-believer time, uh, and she Christmas time would happen, and she'd bring out the cake, and she'd go, "Okay, whose birthday is it?" We are <laughs> supposed to go, "Jesus," you know. And I, I looked at that, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh man, here's another generation of the programming," you know. Yeah. And yet, at those low, low times. It was that, quote, programming. I'll say that in quotes. Yeah, yeah. She was saying it out of a true belief. Yeah. It was that programming that stuck in my mind and ultimately saved my life. Yeah. During those vital times. Yeah, praise God. Yeah. So... You wanted to try and get up to twenty twelve, right?
0: Yeah, because we're only right around two thousand one now, so we got a whole decade to go. But that that, that yeah, yeah. So this 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 depression post two thousand one lasted for a while. Divorce, suicidal tendencies, mm-hmm. and then. But in the back of your head, you are like, I don't want to go to hell, right? Uh, and so, and and that that's a good holy fear because mm-hmm. we should have that holy fear of God. So so um so, so the, how did you snap out of it? I mean, what were the what were
1: the steps, or what happened, or how did God work in your life? During that time, I, uh, after I got divorced, I I was a programmer. For like 15 years, I was a programmer for corporate type stuff. Yeah. And during that time, I said, you know what I really want to do? I want to make multimedia presentations and do video and audio recording and stuff. And I started going down to Deep Ellum and videoing bands, just taking my own camera down there. I had a digital camera. And just, just on your own? Oh, yeah. They didn't
0: care you doing that? Or?
1: No, they, I just, well, bands are hungry for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Attention and. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. P- publicity. Um, and yeah.
1: During that time, I, uh, I, I was living in a big house by myself. So you can imagine, not only did I get divorced, but then I was living in this one acre property, this big house, all alone, and it was like a tomb. Yeah. In there. And the thing is, I I lived in Argyle, just outside of Denton. And I would drive up FM eighteen thirty and there was a a train bridge across the road there. And to the right of it was this little billboard. And this is the thing that always that I always think of when I'm talking about this. This billboard said nothing more than leap of faith on it. hmm And I used to drive by that every day for a few years. Like, did somebody forget about this? What is this? It turns out, I think it was just an ad for that Steve Martin movie <laughs> called "Leap of Faith," <laughs> right. where he was like a a big yeah yeah televangelist t- 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 yeah like
0: right. Well probably it was mocking religion though. Probably, the, faith, yeah. the
1: movie yeah. And I used to drive by that billboard, and it stuck in my mind all the time. Leap of faith, leap of faith, leap of faith. I was thinking about it all the time, and. The the reason I mentioned the experiential thing was there were people in there, there was some one of those that I did that was a little bit religiously based, and they at the end of these little sessions would say, Can we pray for you? And I was like y- at this point, this is like sure, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, what harm can it cause? And so in other words, I was starting to become more open, open yeah. to things happening. And so ultimately, around the time of 2012 is when all of this kind of came together, and I was doing a Bible study with a good friend, and they were kind of leaning on me, well, you're the last one in the study, what are you going to do? And I was a little put off by that. It's like, well, uh, I can't just say, hey, I believe now, yay! <laughs> and what do you expect me to do? So
0: you're in a Bible study still having a lot of doubts. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: And Protestant Bible study? Yeah, it was called The Four Priorities by a gentleman named Dr. John Tolson who was uh, – he's like the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Okay, okay, chaplain or something? Yeah, kind of or a famous guy. Yeah, okay.
1: And during that time, I i was kind of like contemplating, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? I mean they're leaning on me and I, I can't just say I believe – and constantly coming back to mind was Leap of Faith, Leap of Faith, Leap of Faith, that goofy little billboard I used to see. It's, and I probably have a picture of it somewhere. But anyway, something happened. I um, I don't know what it was. I Always boiling around in my mind was the fact that they say, well, until you believe, you can't really see. And I thought, well, what if that was true? And then I liked all these people, all the believers and the Christians that were like, can we pray for you? And I, they were always like willing to bend over backwards. Yeah, yeah. And here I was just – all alone guy, this loner living in a house out in the middle of nowhere. And I really, really just did that. I said, what if I just start to believe leap of faith? Exactly. Yeah. And kind of like that Indiana Jones flick. Yeah. Where he... Okay.
0: So, so, okay. So now how did the Catholicism get into the picture?
1: So during that time I started walking into churches the, I walked into the cathedral down in Dallas and I just got – I started getting this feeling. Every time I walked in, I thought, man, I i, I remember back to my childhood. And I would hear the organ, and I would – and I just got moved by it all. I started getting tears in my eyes when I would go to Mass. Memories of your childhood, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I uh, i did chirp. Christ renews his parish. Yeah. At St. Thomas? At St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas, yeah. yeah. And – that was, uh, things happened in there that were very, very, very moving. Yeah. And have you done chirp?
0: I, 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 did axe, which okay, is ba- yeah. based about the same thing.
1: They call it chirp on steroids. It's <laughs> like three days or something. <laughs> but, but, but you know how it is. Stuff happens and you're like, <clears throat> it yeah, kind of puts you in touch with <clears throat> Christ. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like what it was. Was it an like. emotional experience for you? Yes, very. Yeah. And, and I had a bunch of brothers in there and I went on to do the next chirp with them, you know, and, um, that, Kinda is when I I really I just jumped back in and I shared during my trip, I shared that very thing about the leap of faith and people were kind of blown away by that and
0: so so you started you know, you, you had the experience going to the cathedral the smells the bells mm-hmm. probably bringing back childhood you you go you go into a chirp retreat and and that that's a catalyst so now at this point you're like. Man, I, I everything, I, everything I walked away from at twelve, and everything since, I'm I'm all in now. Are, are you, was there a moment when you're just like, "There's no more doubts. I'm I'm in." I'm I'm. I, when when was that catalyst
1: moment? Was it walking into the cathedral? Was it at the church re- chirp retreat or what? It was during the chirp retreat, I believe, when I told that very same, yeah, leap of faith thing to somebody. And yeah, he was like, he shared with me. Dude, that really made a difference with me, and I thought. That is kind of interesting that somebody literally just chose to believe and then did. Yeah. And What'd then you... I started seeing things happen.
0: It all came together. Well, yeah. so now um you got siblings? I have an older brother and a younger sister. Okay. What were your parents still were they still alive at this point? Okay. So what and what they do they still are. what do they think about all this?
1: Yeah, it kind of came out of a desire to honor my mother and father, right? That yeah. I started looking at this again. And so they're still Catholic. But my brother and sister are hardcore away from the church, like Protestants or atheists. Just atheists. I okay, think. just like nothing. Yeah. Okay. And so, of course, they kind of ribbed me a little bit when I was going back. Oh, you really? How could you do that? You know, what are you going to say to people? I'll just. I don't care. It's all a mystery. That yeah, the mystery aspect of our religion. Are is they what still I love. away now? To this oh, yes. day, okay.
0: Yep. To this day, they're still away. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell tell us about the the role Catholic Radio has played in all this.
1: So. During one of the, one of my tribulations of the past, I I I'm a night person, so I listen to the radio all day and all night, and usually it was political radio. Yeah, and you know how that is; it yeah. kind of goes with the flow of things, and it can drive you nuts if that's all yeah. you listen to. Yeah, chasing
0: the the daily news cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So during uh the last one, shall we say, the last recent one, I decided you know I'm just going to listen to the Catholic radio station all the time now because I can't. It's driving me nuts, doing what I have done for thirty years, yeah. every day all day political radio, and I started just listening to the Catholic radio station, and it really is peaceful yeah <laughs> uh it's brought a lot of peace to my life because I know I can get away from all that craziness just by tuning over here to nine ten a m and I can hear the Rosary or you know positive talk shows, um, yeah, so it's kind
0: of like your uh yeah, the the medicine for your soul in a in in a way because uh, you you found what you want, but then you get to listen to this, you know, basically twenty four seven anytime you want, right? Exactly you tapped into your faith. What was the overnight rosary experience with Mother Angelica? Oh, that was,
1: I think somewhere around the four a.m. time frame when I first ever turned it on, and I heard Mother Angelica. It's like this this very elderly lady and a whole bunch of women repeating after her doing a rosary. And at first, you know, when I first ever heard that years ago, I thought, boy, that sounds kind of creepy in the middle of the night, all these people <laughs> repeating this thing and everything. What is that? And now I love it, of course. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So was that the first time you heard Catholic Radio was in the middle of the night? Yes. Yeah, yeah the, the rosary. Yes. And, and, and what, what you, approximate year do you remember? Like, I, where was this in your in your story? I can't remember. It
1: was— uh it After be- Chirp Retreat? No, it was before that. Oh, before the Chirp Retreat. But, okay. And I didn't even really know— I, it, was, it was after the billboard yeah before
0: but, or after going into the cathedral before oh so this is early
1: yeah early I think on. it was uh because i just kind of was i've always listened to the radio and i always tune in across here yeah. to see what there is and i happened to cross it by accident
0: one so catholic time. radio was was early on in this whole uh-huh. uh, after the billboard but before all this other stuff right. okay interesting So now here you are. Now you're joyful. You like your faith. You're not going to go back, are you? No,
1: I liked it so much I came over to visit you guys.
0: In fact, yeah, yeah. Well, you want a candle?
1: Yeah, I want a candle and an email. Sissel lost, or she didn't lose it, but my email went to her spam. So a week later, I was like, I guess I didn't get the candle, you know? I was looking for an excuse to come out here. And she sends me an email. Oh, sorry, it was in my spam folder. And yeah, come, 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 come get your candle.
0: And the rest is history. Yeah. So, well, praise God. We, well, you've got a, I think God's got some big things planned for you. I think I think God wants you to tell this story. Because there's a lot of Mark Lowe's out there that are waiting, w- waiting for, you know, Faith to kick in, and they're you know it's I all so. it's all rationality and and proof. They need proof, and they 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 like everything to be empirical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that and you've you've got you've got you're you're a good storyteller as well. Uh, I was driving
1: over today, and that was what was on my mind. Is like, well, what are we really out to accomplish here? And I thought, yeah. I want to change some people's lives. that might be where I was. Yeah. What if you just said, Hey, I love these people. I love the what I love about Catholics is the community. Yeah. When I think I stayed away from this for three plus decades, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know, all these people that'll do anything to help you. And got some,
0: I got some work to do, some catching up. Yeah. 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 It's a great story. It's a great story. And uh, and I'm glad. That, is this the first time you've? You, I know you did at the church Retreat. You told your story, right? Have you ever mm-hmm. presented at a Sharp Retreat? No.
1: Yeah. Not. Not as a. You still involved in that community? I. Yeah, believe it or not, I still go over to STA for these Tuesday night scripture studies that they've been doing for 30 something years. And uh my good friend Jennifer dragged me along to one of those one time, and I've been doing that ever since about 4 or 5 years now. And so and that's at STA, even though I'm St. Thomas Thompson-. Aquinas, St. Patrick guy. Uh we have a, a new a new director of our music program at St. Patrick, and that is really like huge things are coming out of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good stuff going on. Well, mm-hmm. hey, thanks for your story. We're out of time, but uh Mark Lowe has been my guest. Fascinating story and uh, well, uh you're going to keep helping out the station and volunteering whatever and, uh, whatever you got. Probably <laughs> going to have your own show one day. <laughs> I hope so. Who, who knows. <laughs> All right, hey, thanks for coming in. Uh this has been the interview of the week. Uh typically I interrupt a couple times during the interview and say, "Oh, by the way, we're speaking to Mark Lowe, but I got so drawn into the story and the, it's fascinating that I, I never even told anybody who, who you were other than at the very beginning. But, uh, Mark Lowe from St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas and, uh, now officially a volunteer, uh, at the station. And so thanks for telling your story. It's good, good to, to visit with you. Uh, thanks, Diane, for running the board and thanks everybody for listening. If you have a great story or you know somebody who does, Uh, be in touch with me. I like suggestions. Uh, You don't even have to win a candle and uh, have your email go to the spam folder. Uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com is my email address. So uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks.
2: If you or someone you know is experiencing hardship right now and are worried about putting food on the table, St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church and Catholic Charities Dallas are here for you. They will be distributing food to those who are in need of food assistance on Saturday, December 11th from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. in the west parking lot of St. Francis Parish in Frisco. No documentation is required to prove a hardship. The parish is located at 8000 Eldorado Parkway, Frisco, Texas, 75033.
0: Get your tickets for the St. Nicholas Christmas Show. It's the best get-your-heart-ready-for-Christmas event ever. Bring the whole family to the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, December 4th through 5th. Be inspired by Dr. Scott Hahn, Chris Stefanik, Raymond Arroyo, and music with Dave and Lauren Moore. Activities include a nativity pageant, magician Giancarlo Bernini, Las Posadas, and Christmas shopping. Plus, fun activities for both children and youth. Get tickets and information at StNicholasChristmasShow.com. Hello and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I am Dave Palmer. Dining Xavier is uh, running the board. Appreciate her help. And we uh, also just love the opportunity to share some good things going on here in North Texas. Uh, I always say on this show, if it's Catholic and local, it fits uh, for, as a good topic for this show, and this is certainly no uh, exception today because I have in studio with me for the first time, uh, sitting down for an interview, Wendy Collins, who serves as Director of Stewardship and Parish Relations with the Advancement Foundation of the Diocese of Fort Worth. Okay, and that's a mouthful, but that's we're going to get to know Wendy and uh, a little bit about her and the Advancement Foundation. And uh, primarily, we are going to be talking about I Give Catholic Giving Day, which is Coming up very soon, November 30th, and if you're just hearing about this for the first time, well, great, because uh, this is an opportunity for you to support some of the Catholic schools and uh, ministries and apostolates that you may otherwise want to support anyways, but uh, it's all going to kind of happen on that one day, and so Wendy will tell us all about it. So, Wendy, welcome, and thanks for being here.
2: Dave, thank you. Thank you so much for for having here. I'm I'm honored to be here. Like you said, I'm Wendy Collins, and I am the Director of Stewardship and Parish Relations at the Advancement Foundation. Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth. And a lot of people, we are, we wouldn't be here without the Diocese of Fort Worth, but we we support the actual good works of the Diocese of Fort Worth. Yeah,
0: that's... Yeah, that relationship is, uh, interesting. I want to get into that because you're even, like, physically in a different location. You're close, but you're not right in the Chancery office, uh, which I have had a chance to visit. Let me, um, let me first ask you a couple questions about yourself because you told me about, uh, your, you and your husband Donnie. Uh, our parishioners at St. Elizabeth Seton Parish in Calder. You've been there for a long time, haven't you? I have.
2: I, I kind of hesitate to say how many years <laughs> I've been there, but yes, I've been there for over 30 years. We've, okay. we've been a part of the, the St. Elizabeth Anceton uh, Catholic But not, not at
0: the very beginning, is that not true? Not at the
2: very beginning. I think, the, I believe, 1985 was okay. when the parish... So you parish... just
0: dated yourself. You I just, did. You gave it away. But
2: no, I didn't get there till 94, so <laughs> we'll, we'll make it a little younger okay. than
0: that. But it's a parish that has a, a real rich history and tradition, and it's if people have Not visited the parish, the first thing you're going to notice when you get there is these beautiful stations of the cross outside uh, outside that you can walk and pray. And of course, it's a big, big uh, kind of cruciform sanctuary. My kids love going there. It's it's not our parish, but it's, it's it's very beautiful. And of course, Father Flynn, who I had an opportunity to interview. Not too long ago at your your uh, Fall Fest, yes, uh, is a great pastor. Been there several years now, so a lot of good stuff going on there. Lots huh? of
2: and, and Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton has been there for for many years, thirty plus years. But we have had quite a journey, as a, mm-hmm. we started small, yeah. Um, and I think two thousand one was when the church and we fully funded. We have an, a great engaged community, yeah. um, at Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton. So we we've come a very long way. And yes, Father Flynn is leading us closer to Christ right now and and he's he's amazing and we have gosh i think it's over 9000 parishioners is that right but wow. it's a fantastic place Place to be and, and to raise your children. Yeah. I've taught at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. We, we raised our family there. Mm-hmm. All of our children have had their sacraments there. And my daughter will be getting married in June oh, of next wow. year. So we're going to continue the tradition wow.
0: that, there. That's exciting for Mother of the Bride, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I used to really DJ is. weddings. and uh The, the, oh, the two, the two awesome. people you got to keep happy are the bride and the mother of the bride. Everybody else, it doesn't matter. But, but as there, long as those two are it. happy... You're, you're good to go. Well, so, I'm so trying
2: to stay in the background, so yeah. we'll see how, trying, how good. Trying, right? Trying,
0: yes, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. I'm here for support. I'll ask her how that's going, whether or not you're <laughs> truly staying in the background. But no, oh, that, that's exciting. Uh, so let's talk about the Advancement Foundation. You mentioned not you know right in the diocese, but what is the relationship and what's the purpose of it?
2: We are the business support of the Catholic Diocese of, of Fort Worth. Yeah. We, we, our mission, our vision, through stewardship, We are raising funds for, to support the Catholic Diocese of Fort Worth. We, we support the, um, Catholic tuition, Catholic school tuition. We support our seminarians. Uh, we support our older priests. We, we have many things that vocations, um, Shepherd's Guild is one of our wonderful organizations. And we do have an event coming up in December to, to celebrate. Um, the discernment of our of our seminarians as they uh, decide if this is what they want to do, so we are the support um, i personally i I work with all the parishes in the um, fort Worth diocese, and my role is to to grow stewardship committees, mm-hmm. give them resources to help them continue their mission uh, and discipleship to bring To build up the kingdom of God. Yeah. So I I I work with um, organizations like OSV and lots of different organizations where they can they have resources Um, and I go in and one of the things um, that that we try and do people have to understand my role as as stewardship director. Mm -hmm. Everything that we have is a gift from God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: we wouldn't be here with without him and and he's given each of us unique gifts. Um, To give back to, for him, for his mission.
0: Yeah, yeah, amen. We have a a saying that we sometimes say on, during pledge drives is that when you give, you get the warm fuzzies because people think that when they give, it's going to be painful and, uh, you know, but it's a sacrifice, but after you've done it, and then you see the fruits of it and the lives that are being changed and the good work that's being done. You have a really good feeling about yourself, you do. don't you? And,
2: and that's what's so, so fascinating about working with all our different parishes. Because you see, they're doing so many different things to change change people's hearts and minds. We, through our outreach, uh, through helping our, our parishes get engaged to... To grow their parishes through through the different through catechism evangelization, we're bringing people closer to
0: Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people think, "Oh, you just you're just looking for the millionaires, or you know, you everybody. I mean, if you can give a little bit, you know, that's a whole lot better than you were doing before. Everybody should do something, right? Tithing is so important. Well, we're called
2: to do that. Yes, and with the gifts that we've been given, God calls us to do that. And and you brought up briefly. I give Catholic is one of those ways to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Wendy Collins, my guest, Director of Stewardship and Parish Relations Advancement Foundation of the Diocese of Fort Worth. And, uh, we are gonna talk about this I give Catholic and uh, it sounds like a great opportunity. My first thought was, it sounds kind of like North Texas Giving Day, but it's, it's specifically Catholic, but it's not specific to the Fort Worth Diocese. This is something going on nationwide, is that right? It is
2: going on nationwide, but yeah. specifically the Fort Worth Diocese, uh, is participating in this. All of our parishes, ministries, um, and schools. Not all of them. We have yeah. 61, actually. But yes, it is much like, uh, North Texas Giving Day, um, but it, it's, it's, Created to celebrate our unique uh, Catholic heritage. Um, and, and I give Catholic inspires. Faithful stewards mm-hmm. of the Fort yeah. Worth Diocese um, to give Catholic and yeah. give back on yeah, Giving I, I, Tuesday.
0: I, 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 it's amazing, though, like with North Texas Giving Day, how big that is. And now you've got November 30th, which I guess is uh, an annual event, right? To it be, is. This uh, is
2: their seventh year, Dave, yeah. that they participate And sometimes in.
0: we just, it's kind of like, you know, Mother's Day. Yeah, we should love our mother every day of the year, but sometimes we just need one day to kind of be reminded to, to buy our mom flowers or to do something nice. The yes. same thing. We should be tithing year-round, but I guess the purpose of this is just kind of a reminder. Like, if you've been is our, waiting for an opportunity to, to help that, that special apostolate or Catholic school, Here, here's an opportunity, right? Yes,
2: so what you can do is you can, as you're looking on, on our... our platform uh which is fortworth. I give catholic.org. Um you can see all the different participating organizations, ministries. We have our our campus ministries, we have schools, uh, many of our parishes, we even uh a big group of respect life, and mm-hmm. they are doing yeah. some phenomenal things um, in, in Texas and in the Diocese of Fort Worth. We have Loretto House, um mom mothers of unborn babies, it's just a great, great group. Yeah, I'm surprised uh,
0: everybody isn't doing it. I am too. It's, well, there's really no downside, right? Unless you, because we we heard about it late and then we weren't able to sign up. So I'm pointing the finger back at myself. We're not doing it, so no, no shame if you're not. But. Uh, it's kind of a, a no-brainer because now you're saying if somebody goes to fortworth.igivecatholic.org, yes. are they going to see kind of a menu of all the different apostolates, the schools, the ministries, and then they can say, I want to support this one, and then yes. they just click and give, they right? they can
2: do that. And there's, it, they actually, the platform for I Give Catholic um, makes it very easy because you don't have to check out and go back. So as you're as you're looking at the different ministries and schools, you may go to your parish, mm-hmm. but then you're going, you know what? I got married at this parish. Mm-hmm. And so you can check and check the little basket and it will take you exactly where you want to go. So you can just Go on one time and give to the organizations that you want to help support.
0: Yeah, very nice. And are they're all tax-deductible, I'm guessing? It is
2: tax-deductible, okay, yes. Okay, okay. Uh,
0: go ahead. So your job in regard to um, I Give Catholic mm-hmm. has been to try to rally the troops and say, hey, sign up for this. Uh, and rally it sounds like it's been troops. pretty successful because you got most of the parishes involved, right?
2: We we ha- Well, we have, gosh, the exact number we have... Thirty something parishes and Yeah, we, okay. We have a way to go. My job is to do training. We've done some local training. We had a big I Give Catholic kickoff at Our Lady Guadalupe, uh, which is in Fort Worth, and they did. They were our, they were our number one parish that mm-hmm, raised yeah. that had the most donors. Um, but I do training. Um, I I help. With National I Give Catholic, and they're a phenomenal organization. Yeah. Um, they give you all the resources, logos, graphics. And many of our parishes or schools um, or our ministries have not participated in something like that. Mm-hmm. So my job is to help guide them and train them. Uh, we help them because it is mostly social media driven. Yeah, um, We have 40 other dioceses in the um, for i give catholic that are all on this one day
0: mm-hmm. crowdfunding yeah. Yeah. to get
2: people to the website okay so we help a lot of them ha- are not familiar with using a social media platform or doing a strategy for social media so i help them form their own unique platform.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about the the vast geographical like landscape of the Fort Worth Diocese. Yes. Do, you, do you do a lot of driving? Do you get to these I parishes do in person? I do a lot
2: of driving. Yes. Yeah, because uh, I'm we're
0: talking about Wichita Falls all the way to Weatherford, Fort Graham, Worth, Cleburne. I mean, it's, Abbott, yeah, yes. th- that's a that's a that's a lot of driving. It's a lot of fun, but, but it is uh, a lot of but driving. But yeah, I can tell you're a people person, so I, you, I do you like enjoy people being around people. Yeah,
2: love going on into the parishes because one of the things about the Fort Worth Diocese. We have such – oh, my gosh, we have such a variety. We have, of course, parishes in the city of Fort Worth or Mm -hmm. in the suburbs of Fort Worth. But we have quite a few, and I don't think people realize just how far-reaching the Diocese of Fort Worth is. Um, We have, as you said, Wichita Falls. I just visited Graham, Texas a couple of weeks ago. They are participating um, our Mother of Mercy in uh, I Give Catholic. So, yes, a lot of driving.
0: Yeah. But a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, do the the parishes or the schools, do they like highlight a particular project? Like, we want to build a new roof and we need, you know, $10,000, or is it more general funds I'm to so the parish? I'm so glad
2: you brought that up. We suggest, and, and National I Give Catholic suggests that as well. That you choose one specific project because as at each parish or school, obviously, there's a lot of needs. Yeah. But when people are giving, they want to see that what they're giving to yeah. um, is going to be followed through on. So we suggest that they choose one project. Mm-hmm. Um, an example, the I think I've mentioned them already. I'm going to mention them again. Our Lady of Guadalupe, they needed a new roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was their project. And there are different donation levels. So – you don't have to be a huge donor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, the the donations start at twenty dollars, but they 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 worked really hard to get their whole community involved, and they did get their new roof. Yeah, we have another in Wichita Falls, Sacred Heart in Wichita Falls. They have a new communication center uh, for the diocese of Fort Worth that mm-hmm. they are doing at Sacred Heart, and they needed with COVID, um, they needed the funds to build their their studios. Yeah. So yeah. they could broadcast their masses um, and microphones, different things like that. So that is that's what they are are working toward on their project.
0: Yeah. The website is fortworth.igivecatholic.org. I'm speaking to Wendy Collins, Director of Stewardship. And parish relations for the advancement foundation, which serves the diocese of Fort Worth. You can also go to hashtag I give Catholic. Now, some people, and even I, you know, I'm, uh, 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 the, the whole hashtag thing kind of is like, well, hashtag this. Well, what's the, uh, well, the uh the, hashtag, you have your website, and then you got the hashtag, yes. right?
2: Well, that, that's social media, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. with the hashtag. That is saying you're, you're making a statement. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. I give Catholic. Yeah. So that's really what it started with Twitter, I believe, the yeah. Twitter universe. Right. Um, but it, with the hashtag, you are saying, I give Catholic. There's right. so many things that are involved in that hashtag. It, it's I believe this is me.
0: And you can give through that hashtag, right? I mean, like on, on social media sites, you can or is it connected to the website or how does yes, that work? It,
2: it's a link. Okay. It will direct you. You click on the hashtag dot org, and it was it's a link, and you can find all of the participating organizations. Um, ours is Fort Worth Diocese of Fort Worth, the Advancement Foundation. Okay. Um, and that will take you right there, and okay. you can see all. Of, and one of the, the the beautiful things, and this is another thing that I've been doing, to help develop our. Um, ministry schools parishes pages so you have a beautiful page when you get onto the website and you click on say um, the UTA campus ministry in Arlington if you click on that you you're gonna see a picture of the students and you're gonna see their story some of them have videos on Mm -hmm. and they will share Um, the wonderful things that they are doing in their ministries and where their focus is going to be and how you can help their focus.
0: Yeah, very nice. So it's all personalized, but uh, it's also um, everybody kind of uh, working for the same overall purpose, which is to support good Catholic apostolates and ministries and parishes and schools. Um, you, You mentioned COVID in regard to the studio being set up. How... How has COVID impacted you and your work with the Advancement Foundation? I think, thanks be to God, it seems like we're kind of coming out of it. You know, the Lord only knows what the future holds, but um, and also the parishes who are now saying, "Okay, I think I think we're kind of getting back to normal." Tell, tell us how what what is the sentiment out there?
2: I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, COVID caught everyone, as it did the whole world, yeah. um, a, a little off guard. Yes. But, but we, we rebounded and regrouped and I'm so proud of our parishes. Um, actually, there has been so much positive that has come out of COVID. Yeah. Um, people have, they stayed connected to their churches because we could do the online masses. And we've also found out that there were a lot of people that we weren't reaching that could not make it to mm-hmm. church. Yeah. A lot of the older people, people who have disabilities, um, but they are they are able to get involved in their parish through the online masses. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
2: although we did have a drop in attendance briefly, people are starting to come back, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. come back to support their parishes, um, to, to give back. Uh, but yes, it... it for a little while, um, attendance, as I said, was down, but people – what the work that we've been doing in the Advancement Foundation is to try and help parishes create programs and plans so they can welcome people back and re-engage them mm-hmm. in their Catholic faith. So we've been doing a lot of work on that also. And I Give Catholic um, helps that because if you haven't been back to your church in a while um, – you can see some of the things that are going on in the parishes. Mm -hmm. So, Come on back to church if you haven't been there. They've worked very, very hard on keeping people safe as far as uh, cleanliness, sanitizing all the time. There are sections now that um, if you're not comfortable, I know we're, we are coming out,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: probably quicker than most states and, and most cities. Um, but we have a spot for people who want to wear mas- masks, yeah, um, and the others don't have to.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it has. Ter- I like that plan.
2: I yeah. do too. Keep it optional. Exactly. You get to choose.
0: Very good. Um, All right, so it is uh, November 30th, and that is uh, I Give Catholic. uh, Did I get that right? I Give Catholic Day? Is that a good way of putting it? It Uh, is
2: Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. It is after Black Friday, after Thanksgiving, and after Cyber Monday, and it is on Giving Tuesday.
0: After you've spent all the money on... Turkey, we'll save some yeah save, save some okay after after the turkey and the dressing and all that good stuff and you you, you bought gifts maybe if you're right? if you're uh, not like me and you're not a procrastinator and you're buying Christmas gifts already are you a
2: procrastinator? Uh,
0: I am yeah okay, yeah right. I, I literally have gone out on December 24th and my wife does not appreciate me you doing that I think that. it's a gender thing I yeah. really do my husband yeah. does the same thing yeah <laughs> it's okay yeah we guys we got other things that are buying. yeah oh, it's, yeah uh, so uh, Wendy Collins is my guest we're down to just just a few minutes here, and we're talking about uh, Giving Tuesday. You can go to hashtag IGiveCatholic or go straight to fortworth.igivecatholic.org. And I want to give just a little recap about what they're going to find, Wendy, when they get to that website. And people are saying, I want to give to somebody. Maybe I don't know who I want to give to. How, how do I decide? Uh, one more time, just kind of run them through that process. I will do that.
2: So actually, advanced giving is happening right now. So, you, if you want to give now, that's fantastic. Um, you can go to fortworth.igivecatholic.org and you're going to scroll down and there's a little button that says view all. Mm. And you can see all of the 61 parishes, schools, and, and apostolates and ministries that are participating. Okay. And you just click on their name. They have their little logo there and it will take you to their profile page. And you can see from their profile page, They'll share their story. Some have videos, and you can see the one project or two projects they are trying to raise funds for
0: mm-hmm. to
2: grow the kingdom of God within wherever God has put them.
0: Yeah, do they too? They have like a little thermometer of how much is they do. So they we do have for our e- goals. For each one, okay, yeah. and okay. we have
2: one for the entire um, for Fort Worth Catholic org for our goals. Yeah, we, there's a leaderboard. You can see who's first, second, and third. But yes, on their page, um, they have they do have. Thermometer is a good way to put it. It's a goal bar, Yeah, and right, you can right. see how much they've raised.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and you
2: can you can give anonymously if you would if you care to, um, or you can put your name out there and, and show everybody that
0: yeah, you, yeah what you are doing to help. This word of mouth is and very share important. the word. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I, I always yes. tell people if my mom called me and said, "Hey, will you give to this charity?" I don't even need to check it out because I trust my mom, and I'll just say, there "Okay, you there you go." I'm going to give. Uh, last thing, uh, Wendy, I want to ask you is if uh, if somebody is thinking, like, "Gosh, we should have done that," and uh, but we didn't. There's always next year, there and next so year. is, is what, what what should they do if they want to start planning, or maybe tell their pastor or their principal about this? Uh, just
2: that's. I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes, and and we are trying to to raise more supporters so we can get the word out on on all the great things that are are happening in the Fort Worth Diocese and individual parishes, they can go to um, FortWorthDiocese.org and go to the Advancement Foundation website, which is off of that, and go to the stewardship website, and we specifically have um, an I Give Catholic page, Mm -hmm. and my name is on there. Contact me, and I, I will walk you through it. Yeah. And I, I would I would love to help you and and I'd like to let you know all the great things that we're doing at the Vanceman Foundation as mm-hmm. well. You know, but yes. a
0: lot of people say gosh, I could never, you know, raise money or ask people for money. Uh, you, you. I have found, cause, you know, we do fundraising. I sure. find, I, I kind of enjoy it because I've met some of the nicest people, uh, through fundraising. And as we talked about earlier, it's an opportunity to bless somebody by allowing is, them to let go of some of their funds and support something great. And in, in the end, they're going to feel better about themselves.
2: They are. And I don't see it as fundraising. I see it as sharing the gifts that mm-hmm. God has given us because I think all too often we, we take for granted, um, why we are here and yeah. all of the things that God has given us. So if we are, are sharing our gifts with another parish or ministry or, or organization, we're giving back the gifts that God has given us. Amen. So we are helping build up that part.
1: Thanks for listening to KATH 910
0: AM, Frisco, dallas Fort Worth in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.